In this episode, I'm helping you table select for more profits. Welcome to Smart Poker Study. I'm your host, Sky Matsuhashi. Thank you very much for spending a little bit of study time with me. If it's your first time here, willkommen. And if you're back for more, welcome back, Jack. If you enjoy this episode and if you learn a little something that you can take to the felt, please share it with a friend. All you got to do is send them to the show notes page, smartpokerstudy.com slash pod 282. So today I'm going to help you table select for profits. I'm going to tell you what to look for when you're choosing your tables. And for you online players, I'll give you seven things to look for just within your poker lobby that might help you find some fishy tables. Let's roll. Gambate. Hell yeah. Let's do this. So we're talking about table selection today. Now, it's a super important topic, and it's very, very helpful when it comes to the profit potential of every session that you play. And this holds true whether you're an online or a live player. Now, this is actually one of those low-hanging profit fruits. Sure, you can take the time to improve your three-bet game, and of course you should, right? But it can often take, like, weeks to improve your three-bet game so that you see positive effects on your win rate. Maybe even, like, your double-barrel skills? Weeks again. Or river value betting? Weeks again, right? Well, table selection, though, that takes almost no time whatsoever and very little effort to do effectively. And once you start doing it, you're going to see results right away. Trust me there. So just to demonstrate the profitability of tables, right? Let me give you the option between two different extremes. Table number one, the first extreme. It's a six max table and it contains five of the most aggressive three betters and C betters and position players that you've ever seen. That's your first option. Or option number two, table two. You can choose to play on this table, six max with five other fish. They are the most loose, the most passive players you've ever seen. They love to limp, they love to call, they love to see flops, they love to call with any kind of draw. And they only ever commit like betting and raising chips post-flop if they have like top two or better. So tell me now, out of those two extremes, table one, full of loose aggressive players, table two, full of fish, which would you choose? Yeah, you already know it, right? The most profit potential table is the fishiest one, number two. And they love to play passive poker. They love to see those flops, like I said. So you love to play hands against them. This is where your greatest profit potential lies. And an interesting idea, too. A lot of you maybe feel frustration at the tables when you're playing against those loose aggressive players. They're three betting, they're C betting all the time. Uh, They're just putting pressure against you, right? Well, When you're at the table full of fish, poker is so much easier and more enjoyable, way less stressful, way less frustrating than the tables full of loose aggressive players. That's another benefit of choosing, you know, fishy tables. So when you're table selecting, the first thing you look for is a greater proportion of fish than anyone else at the table. Another thing you want to do when you're table selecting is to avoid other sharks. You obviously study poker. You're trying to get better at the game. You hopefully classify yourself as a shark who's always trying to gobble up all the fish at the table. You want to avoid tables that are full of other sharks. And sharks are either tight aggressive or loose aggressive regular players. And they know what they're doing, right? 
by looking at their stats, it's obvious that they know what they're doing, and they probably use a HUD just like you. You also pay attention to the plays they make and the players that they isolate, the players that they three-bet, and it's obvious they're hunting for fish just like you do. So the more sharks there are at your tables, the harder it is for you to gobble up the fish. And actually, before you have the opportunity to table select, right, you already made a selection for the site that you want to play at. So if you're the kind of player that only plays on one site currently, uh, like maybe only on PokerStars, then you're missing out on all the opportunities from other sites to find more fishy tables. Now, I'm not bagging on PokerStars. It's still a great site to play on with plenty of fish there, but it probably has the most sharks at the tables of any other site out there. So make sure you split up your bankroll among a few different sites so that if one site, when you want to play at 7 o'clock tonight, if there's no fishy tables at all, open up the other site so you can find, hopefully, some fishy tables there. Now, because I'm an American player, uh, my choices are a bit limited, but here are two recommendations for you. Recommendation number one is America's Card Room. And I play here almost daily, and this site has plenty of action as well as loads of fish. And, a little bit different from fish, they have a ton of maniacs. So players that play just as many hands as fish, but they play them very aggressively. When you have position against the maniacs, you have a pretty good profit-making potential, as long as you tighten up your ranges against them. Now, on America's Card Room, there's plenty of sharks there as well uh, that you have to avoid some tables, right? But you can always find at least a few tables that are worth playing at with fish and maniacs on them. So if you want to play on America's Card Room for yourself and find some fishy tables, just go to smartpokerstudy.com slash America's Card Room. One word right there. Download the software, and when you create your account, use offer code SPSPOD. That way you'll get 27% rake back and it helps to support the show and thank you very much. The second side I would recommend is Ignition Poker. Now, I can't recommend it from experience because I don't play there just yet, but I hear really good things. Ignition Poker has anonymous tables and anonymous tables kind of attract the fish. You know, they don't want to play against players who use HUDs that develop a database against them. But even though you can't, I'm sorry, you can use a HUD there, but you can't develop a database uh, uh, against the fish. But I know that within the first 10 or 20 hands at a table with a player, you can already classify them uh, most of the time among a, a player type, right? Let's say the first 10 hands, you find somebody who's V-pipped at 80% and PFR was zero. Totally. That's a fish. If you find somebody else in the first 10 hands whose VPIP is 60 and PFR is 50, 60 slash 50 player, yeah, that's a loose aggressive maniac right there. Sure, it's only been 10 hands, but according to their stats, they're telling you exactly what kind of player they are. Now, the next tip I have for you is to make the fish come to you. Of course, when you're out in the lake, it would be so much easier if you can make the fish swim towards your little boat, right? Well, the good thing about poker is that you can kind of do that. When a fish, you know, opens up the software, they want to play poker right then and there. They're not happy about putting their name on a wait list. So you can help them to play faster by starting tables on your own. So take a seat at an empty six max or a full ring table and just wait for them to arrive, right? 
Go ahead and play your standard game if some regs or some other players kind of join with you. But hopefully, you're going to get some fish at your table, and eventually it'll be a fish-filled, profitable table. And if not, if a ton of maniacs join and they're sitting on your left and there's sharks there as well, then you might choose to just get up and leave. So be it. Find another table. And here's another thing. If you're a sit-and-go player, go ahead and uh, register for some heads-up sit-and-goes, especially the lower stakes one. Uh, you know, fish who like to play heads-up sit-and-goes, they're not, they don't often want to jump on a table and just wait for someone to join them. But if they see that there's one out of two players already at the table, bam, they'll log on right there. And then now you found a fish and you have them all to yourself in that heads-up sit-and-go. Another recommendation I have for you is to tag the fish. Now, I don't know if you're like me, of course, but I often forget player screen names unless I have a ton of hands against them. So when Bob123 sits down at my table and I can't remember playing him, I'm not going to recognize right away uh, whether or not he's a fish. But I always make sure to classify all of my opponents once I get a read on them. So if I played with Bob123 two weeks ago, but I got a read that he's a fish... I simply color code his box green, and if my site allows it, I'll give him a little fishy symbol next to his name as well. So when I see him on the table, bam, his box is green. There's a fishy symbol. I know he's a fish. He's a good player to play against. Of course, I do the same thing against maniacs, loose aggressive sharks, tags, nits, all that stuff, right? I give them different color codes and potentially different symbols as well. Now, another concept that's related to table selection is seat selection. Let me discuss the flow of money around a table, right? There are two super important concepts to understand here when it comes to the flow of money and seat selection. Number one is that money flows to the left around the table. It goes clockwise around the table. And that's because of the power of position. Being in position means you're to the left of them. So this means that when you're sitting there, you're more likely to earn money from people to your right. The people to your left are more likely to earn your money, right? It just flows around the table clockwise, so position is very important. Now, the second part of the flow of money is that money flows away from people with too many hands. Just think of it like a lake that's too full. The dam bursts and the and the and the, and the water comes out, right? Well, players who just play way too many hands with a VPIP of 40, 50, 60% of the time, they're just throwing money your way or... Maybe not your way if you're not getting into pots against them. They're throwing money at the people who are entering pots against them. So you want to be surrounded by as many fish as possible. And of course, you want the biggest fish on your right. If, you know, if that's a possibility. Just them being at the table means you're likely to earn their money. But if they're on the right, you're the one that has the uh, earliest opportunity to isolate their limps or when somebody raises and they call, you're the first guy who gets to three bet against them. Hopefully that open raiser folds and the fishy caller calls again. After the break, I'll hit you with how to use your poker lobby to find the fishiest tables. Today's episode is brought to you by thepokerforge.com. It's my one-of-a-kind poker training membership site. Now, each month is its own workshop where you learn important strategies and I give you action steps to put them to use on the felt because action is the greatest teacher. I've got well over 100 videos in the Poker Forge covering tons of preflop, tons of postflop, poker math, all that jazz right now. This is the place for serious poker players who want to work to improve their skills. Thepokerforge.com is the place to be. It really is a no-brainer. 
So visit thepokerforge.com to join today. Alrighty, let's get back to it. So because I'm mostly an online player, and I think most people listening to this are probably online players as well, here are seven aspects of profitable tables that you can often just see from the lobby of your poker site, assuming your site calculates these variables and lets you see the names of the players on the table. But here they are. Number one is that you see lots of weak players on the table. Sometimes when you click on a table within your lobby, bam, the six or the nine names of players pop up. If you recognize a lot of fish on those tables because you've played with them so many times, great, that's a fishy table, right? And of course, the more fish, the merrier. At a full ring table, eight fishes is perfect. One fish, eh, might not be good enough. Six max, five fishies is perfect. One fish, eh, it's not so good either. All right, tip number two, you see few sharks and lags at the tables. Of course, like I mentioned before, sharks and lags make it harder to gobble up the fish. And you're probably going to remember the sharkiest and the laggiest names that you often play with. So play at tables with as few of these players as you can. The third thing to look for in the poker lobby, a high player per flop percentage. So most online poker lobbies are going to show you this percentage right here, right? It's just the average of how many players see the flop. The more players seeing the flop, the more likely they're fishy stations who just call too much pre-flop. Number four is a large average pot size. So this one's pretty simple, right? Bigger pots equals more money to be won by the best players at the table. Thing number five to look for in the lobby is a low number of hands per hour. Most online players, they love to put in volume. They love to see a lot of hands because uh, when you play more hands, you get more in rake back, you have more profit potential, that kind of thing. But when you're at a table full of fish with a lot of people seeing the flop, the hands take a lot longer because there's more people to be checking and folding, you know, making decisions, right? So usually somewhere below 80 hands per hour uh, indicates a fishy table. And really, don't worry about a low number cutting down on the number of hands you can grind. Uh, Well, yes, it will cut down on the number of hands you play. But what's more important, the number of hands you're playing or increasing your profit potential for the time that you end up playing, right? Yeah, profit potential is more important. Thing number six to look for are stack sizes below 100 big blinds. If you're lucky enough to play at a site that shows the stack sizes of the players in the lobby, Wow, that is killer, right? When you see a lot of 30, 40, 50 big blind stacks, that's a really good sign that that table is full of fish. So make sure you keep your stack at least as high as the fishiest fishes stack because you want the opportunity to win all their chips, assuming you can get on that fishy table. Speaking of assuming to get on the table, tip number seven to look for is a lot of players on the wait list. Now, players want to play with fish, so when a table is full of them, the regs, they kind of, they notice this and they swoop in with their fishing poles and their bait, right? They get on the wait list. So go ahead and try to get on these tables, but just be aware that by the time you get on, it could be an unprofitable, shark-infested table. Challenge! Here's my challenge to you for this episode. Start to table select for profits! Look for tables full of fish that have a minimum of sharks. Always tag the fish so they're easy to spot, and also the sharks so you can avoid tables with too many of them. 
Also, if you only play on one site currently, make a deposit on another site to see if those tables are a little bit more fishy than yours. Now it's time for you to take action and do something positive for your poker game. Oh, that's it now. Get out there and be somebody. Go write a book. Alrighty, your learning is not complete until you visit the show notes page, smartpokerstudy.com slash pod282. You can go there for basically a transcript of today's episode and links to everything I discussed. And of course, if you're down with taking action to improve your skills and your poker bankroll, you must become a member of thepokerforge.com. Every month in The Forge is dedicated to one specific theme in an effort to turn you into a poker master. So visit thepokerforge.com to up your poker game today. Now, my other podcast called Daily Poker Tips is available wherever you listen to podcasts. Just search and subscribe. You'll get a 30-second tip every day. And if you could type or say the word smart poker study, you can find me on Alexa, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram. Until next time, take action on and off the felt to become the player you want to be. Mm